Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. This. So I was having a conversation last night because uh-huh. uh, I was catching up on some. You were like, being you know, social pop, out there in the wild. I was some like highlight moments in pop culture over uh-huh. the past couple of days. So okay. I was watching um, Ash's World Championship match in Pokemon. The series. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, he finally became the world champion. Oh, oh, you mean the one that just happened, right? Yeah. Where he was like, yeah, where Ash finally yeah. was yeah. declared Hokage. I watched Hokage. his world championship. Um, yeah. It was, like, it was like four or five episodes. Yeah. Like that. So, I mean, I blew through it in like two hours. But I was like, all right. Damn, you know. the final championship match was a four episode series or four episode run? Uh, yeah, but it was really, you know, like fast it was well done pacing i mean i'm not clowning it because this is coming from somebody who sat through four episodes of goku screaming to what to wait for that final fucking transformation (laughs) the most bizarre thing about dragon ball it wasn't really four episodes five minutes for namek before it explodes and it literally takes like five six seven episodes <laughs> for that five minute <laughs> that's sequence. what i'm talking about dude like oh my god dragon ball the original dragon ball run on toonami it should is a master class in filler right like <laughs> they stretched a fucking super saiyan transformation out into like three episodes and that planet namek explosion out into like six <laughs> And yes, that's hyperbole, but still, anybody who's actually seen that shit will know what the fuck I'm talking about. You had to, and then the commercials, right? It's like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> do you know how many? Yeah. yeah, yo, dog, like cutting to commercial and then coming back like, to Goku, right, like to still powering up. Minutes, but we need to have every single character's perspective, so it equals. It's like uh, counting up minutes for NBA players, where it's like, all right, so for five people. You have 240 minutes of the game. It's great. It was great, is what it was. Uh, so, no, but what I was saying is, like, Ash, like, I watched his world championship match, and, you know, like, he had Pika, like, Pikachu's... It was peak Pikachu? It was Pikachu, like, Dynamax evolution, uh, and he literally just got really big. So he's, he's big... <laughs> yeah. Pikachu? Yeah, and... Uh, big at you. I'm thinking... Uh, we, so like, we on the block, hot-stepping with Pikachu and Ash. And, um, you know, we are gunning for that world title. So how are you feeling as you watch that episode? My question is, is who as, is the strongest person that Pikachu can be? Like, I have Pikachu beating Captain America. I mean, ooh. Oh, okay, but what about could, Thor, could Pikachu, though? Could, do you think no, Pikachu think could he, beat Thor? I don't think Pikachu could beat Thor. Do you think Pikachu could beat Static Shock? Could Static Shock hit Pikachu? Do you think Pikachu could beat Storm? Fuck no. No. <laughs> could Pikachu beat Spider-Man? Could Pikachu beat... I wait, no, wait. Could Pikachu beat Electro? Which version? The Jamie Foxx one. Yes. <laughs> Pikachu. 
this fucked up. Because Jamie just beat that fucking brain aneurysm. So I think he could totally beat Pikachu. But that, I guess that's just me. And maybe Jamie. Could Pikachu be Spider-Man? My man had no idea what to do to come back from that Jamie Foxx brain aneurysm joke. I got <laughs> Something offensive. <laughs> could Pikachu beat Spider-Man? I mean, no, because Spider-Man could beat Electro. And if... So, I don't know. Um... So you're watching the final episode. Yeah. And who was Pikachu's opponent? Pikachu was going against this guy named Leon, who his own quote unquote Pikachu, like the one that with the OG. Oh, so it was Pikachu versus Pikachu. Oh, OG Charmander. Charmander. By the way, all of us who were like, where the fuck is Charizard? And all of them, they're back at Pallet Town with Professor Oak and Ash's mom. Yeah, they're totally not a thing. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, no, like, go out. And, like, they're cheering them on. Go and, like, out you in see the world. Charizard and Bulbasaur. Leave me alone with your mom. Like, by the way, like, so, he, so. he had, he had so, Pikachu, so, so, so. Gengar, Surfetched, which is, like, a, a evolved form of Farfetch, and he gets, like, this lance and a shield. It's wow. Really, yeah, it was, Wow. Okay, but like, very honorable type like made shit. Of, made out of a plant. Like, it's yes. really yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm fucking with it, right? All right, uh, so we're rolling along. Um, Lucario, and then two that I don't really know. One I of mean, that's like what a, I'm saying. Like, the, the Pokedex has got to be, like, a, you know, an anthology. Yeah, but point. I saw, like, four um, of these Pokemon, and I'm like, yeah, I... I, know I recognize these Pokemon. These Pokemon. Like, so, so that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, as somebody who grew up with the OG Pokemon run, right? Like, we're not that much, like, age difference between the two of us, right? Like, you were alive when Pokemon debuted. Could Pikachu beat Black Panther? Absolutely the fuck not. Are you serious? T'Challa would dog Pikachu this Could Pikachu beat like, Kid Gone? Possibly. I think he probably <laughs> could beat Kid Gone. Yeah. So, who was Pikachu? Uh, oh, he, that's right. Charmander, right? He was up against the Char yeah. or, or Charizard, right? So, how did you feel, right? Like, did this final showdown epic. feel epic? It was pretty epic, okay. but, like... Was it fulfilling it was, as somebody who grew up with the OG Pokemon? Yeah, he hit him with some quick attacks, some thunderbolts, and some iron tails. Like, like he's been doing that for literally a decade. Cool with it. And you know, Pikachu, he took some hits, but like... He took some hits. That's, I love your description of the final battle, like right? Like, he got hit by a fire blast, you know, with the full symbol and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, they, they I mean, he was really out here, like, taking blows back Pikachu's and forth. Pikachu's quick attack got to a next level where, like, he did quick attack and Leon and Charizard were like, What happened? They literally didn't even see Pikachu. Damn, so Pikachu was so, like, lightning! The level of quick attacks are rising up! And crashing through, like, Pikachu into Charizard's chest. This is your boy, Doc. And this is Ziggy. And we are the... Blood. That's right, your favorite weekly pop culture digest. Back at it again, bringing you our, our pop perspective to put the culture in context. And mainstream makes, makes sense, sense because, because if we, we do don't not make sense, sense, we don't, don't make dollars. dollars.
Mahalo. And by making sense, we mean taking the news happening around us and discussing how it is shaping the cultures that define us. And this week, some of the things we have got to run down since it's been like, what, two, three weeks by the time you guys have heard. This is a lot. uh, By the time you guys hear this new episode, uh, we back to talk. Of course, you know, we got to talk about the Trump indictments right we got to talk about mark zuckerberg and elon musk cage fighting we have to talk about the nba offseason we got to talk about that russian coup attempt we got to talk about some new media releases and all kinds of other shit but the first thing you know we like to do as music heads here on the flood we always like to take a look at what is dominating the streams at the moment and that and currently we also want to be found in the search bar so this week's hit on the algorithm is calling by metro boomin sway lee nab and a boogie with the hoodie a boogie with the hoodie yeah you fucking old head this nigga said a boogie with the hoodie a boogie with the hoodie a boogie a boogie with the hoodie is that off that uh uh, Spider-Verse Spider-Man. soundtrack. Yeah. This Spider-Verse soundtrack is kind of heavy. It's got that Lil Wayne feature on there, right? And I think there's another Travis Scott song on there as well. It's... Uh, uh, <laughs> Metro is really out here. Just like that Heroes and Villains cut that they just that he just did. Man, listen. I, if you not hit Zig, I implore you Oh, no. To I, get I, I listen to this song. It's felt like soul. I mean, Metro Boomin' is like really one of the top hip-hop producers in the game right now. Like, he's yeah. working with everybody from Young Thug on that business is business that yeah, just no, dropped. Yeah, no, Metro Boomin' earlier on this week's hit on the algorithm. Yeah, um, Young Thug also dropping an album in the middle of his trial uh, that business is business. And let me tell you... <laughs> That, so, uh, that shit in comparison to Gunna's new album, because Gunna, I don't know if you've been keeping up with some of this, like, Young Thug trial dilemma, right? But uh, the one of the more recent big tidbits to come out of the trial was Gunna's plea deal, and everybody is, like, calling Gunna a snitch now, right? Because he took a plea bargain and potentially dropped some information that has got Young Thug facing heavy, heavy RICO charges. They trying to lock that man up for life, right? They trying to put Jeffrey away. Like, (laughs) away, away. Meanwhile, Gunna is out here. Also, I think it's hilarious when I have my moments where it's just like, wow, you old white motherfucker. (laughs) You're not even that old. That's why it's so sad to me because you like hip hop, but you one of them like people that's like, y'all stuck in that backpack rap days and I'm just like... Uh, It's mostly I've just been listening to like so many podcasts and got this summer read. I'm getting my jokes off, audience. You just... Oh, yeah. You know we going to talk about that oceanic mess. I'm Um, getting my fucking jokes off. Yeah, the new Gunna Gift and a Curse, right? Uh, and when you listen to Gunna's Gift and a Curse, it's, it's got some bangers on it, right? But it's, it's one of those weird perspectives. Like, after we found out Takashi was a snitch, right? Yeah. And then you got to listen to him 
rap all this gangster like shit. Like the Tory Lanez album, like Night at the Prom. Yeah. Like that came out after all of the shit with Meg Thee Uh, that album was still fire. Yeah, that it album is was really fucking still fire. fucking fire, right? Yeah, this Gunna album see, still pretty stuff, fire. Some of the stuff I get around to, I just get around to it a little late. Hey, I, I mean, I hear you. Or I'm like that with video games. I'm like I'm like that with video games, man. Uh, but which we will get into later. But Cool Zach gave me a number between 10 and 50, and he gave me the number of the goat, 23. So we go 23 years back to the top five songs in 2000. Oof. And at number what five, what a year! What a year! Everything You Want by Vertical Horizon. Do you remember this song? No. She's everything you want. She's everything you need. She's everything inside of you that you wish you could be. He says all the right things. Hell no. I definitely don't remember. That shit don't float. That shit does not float today. I I love that song. Oh, you love love that that song? song. If that song came on today while you were in... I would absolutely be singing along. Yeah, while you were out at brunch, if that shit popped on the road. Oh, yeah. That's that's definitely a brunch song. Are you kidding me? (laughs) That's why I said brunch. It sounds like a brunch song, right? That is a great brunch song. While you waiting for your avocado toast to hit the table. Number four, I Want to Know by Joe. Oh, yes. Yes. No, no. That that one definitely still carries, right? Like, you talk. we was talking about weddings earlier, right? Like, nah. That, that shit, come on, listen. And it's it's definitely going to get some people emotional and some people going to be singing when that when the mimosas start hitting that brunch. Number <laughs> three is one of my favorite R&B songs of all time and a certified classic, Say My Name by Destiny's <laughs> Child. No, you did not just say Say My Name is one of your favorite R&B songs. I fucking love that song. That bitch is... Let me find out Say My Name is in your rotation. I'm not saying that this song doesn't float because obviously it, it still floats. Destiny's Child is, you know, can, it's canonized at this point. Oh, oh, go, no, go ahead, go ahead, do it, do it, Every other do word is a do that shit, do that shit, oh, oh, okay, all right, all right, I see you, I see you, Zig, nah, but for real, uh, yeah, no, 2000, listen, number two, we got Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas, <laughs> Damn, this we is like a hot one. <laughs> this is like all brunch classics right here. <laughs> this is the brunch playlist. And at number one, we have Breath by Faith Hill. Oh, oh, listen, something for the white chicks. <laughs> a Every, week of brunch. If we have white, because you know, white say my name would definitely is, be yeah. in the brunch yeah. rotation. This is for diversity. This is the brunch playlist. <laughs> what i'm saying like yeah our white female listeners the ones that we do have are like um hold on i definitely love destiny's child okay (laughs) all right all right i love that song man i love that song no you don't shut up stop lying no i fucking love that song man one of my favorite things is kelly's trying to text her man and she's like texting on an Excel spreadsheet in the music video. Like it's fucking hilarious. That's not the say my name video. That's the uh fucking 
That's the dilemma video, dog. Yeah, no, that shit is great. She's texting <laughs> with a spreadsheet on a sidekick. That shit is, I'm almost certain it's a sidekick. Y'all can correct me in the comments if it's not a sidekick. Yeah, but... it, like, anytime somebody, if I mention, it's happened on at least two occasions. I mentioned gym class heroes in conversation, and somebody's like, I don't know who they are. And then I think to myself, I'm like, yeah, they literally have the word sidekick as a lyric, so I don't blame them for Take not knowing. Take a look at my girlfriend. She's the only one I got. Da, 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 da. Anyway, oh I love god. How she breathes booze in the morning. Yeah, it's so sexy how she can't remember last night. I made the fatal mistake of letting her drink again. But who the hell am I to tell her how to live her life? Do you think Gen Z is thinking about gym class heroes? Like, I feel like I'm pretty sure. I think they have the option to opt out of gym. So. <laughs> I feel like we are the only people to have thought about gym class heroes in maybe the last like 82 days, right? Like it's not, it's not happening. Longer than my Duolingo streak, <laughs> which is at 36 days, by the way. I guarantee you, people have longer Duolingo streaks than the last time people have thought about gym class heroes. Well, you know something that has been on everybody's mind. Let's talk about something that we just... Why the fuck are you doing this? Tube, I'm your butt. You funnel the beer in. I can't believe you've done this. I don't know what I expected. What do you... What, what has... What do you... What, what has got you so stressed out. What is it that you need to know? You get in a DIY TikTok <laughs> carbon fiber submarine the thing run that by everybody... a guy named Stockton Rush who sounds like a comic book weapons dealer name. <laughs> Stockton Rush is named a great name. Titan. <laughs> a sub named Titan to go to the Titanic which is an underwater graveyard? It's also like not even really there anymore. It's so deteriorated and dilapidated that it really just looks like a trash heap. Uh, a lot of these jokes you will have heard before, but just let me cook. I'm sure I will hit some new ones. I mean, yes, because, there's like, three yes, weeks. The this Titanic's is a three week old. Count went up again. Hey, hey, not only is this a I why actually... the fuck are you doing this, but this is also a turtle take. Bringing that back up uh, because if you don't know, now you know. No, if, if we don't know, now you know. The Oceanic Titan imploded after going missing for what? It was like three days well it was news for like three days no it, was it went quote unquote missing even though it no longer existed well it was missing and then it was determined after a three-day search that the sub had the submersible head i heard imploded. Like the, the like scientific explanation of like what happens in that like third of a second and what I like, it like compresses oh, yeah, the, and then like superheats. Yeah, then, the air boils. And, I'm like, uh, and oh, guess shit, what? That's like Phaeton's nan ability. <laughs> Yeah, that's not. It's not one of those happy accidents that's gonna give you superpowers. I can tell you, it's not gonna turn you into one of the members of the Fantastic Four. 
Uh, what it did do, though, however, was absolutely shred the sub, which they were recovering pieces of, um, and I guess turned everybody else into fish food, which is a terribly offensive joke to make, uh, because- Oh no, we're, we're not done. So I think, I was wondering if the family are happy that they found the debris, so that way the coffin isn't totally empty. What are, you, what are they gonna put in there, goo? No, the debris itself. From the sub. Gotta be something left on there. Because once again, as we mentioned earlier, uh, when the sub rush sounds like a comic book weapons dealer. When the sub imploded, it heated the air to ungodly proportions of hot, uh, which I have, you know, I don't have to explain to you what that does to the human body. Also, immediate decompression is not great. You can ask anybody who takes like scuba diving lessons. Yep. You're not supposed to like decompress really quickly. I think you're supposed to like breathe out as you're rising up to the surface. Look at what it does to blobfish. Like that notorious picture that everybody's seen of the super ugly fish. Like that fish is not supposed to look like that. It looks like that because it was brought to surface from a really, really deep level of pressure way too fucking quickly. Um, and guess what? That happened to all of those people in there. But, but here's the part where we talk about what the sub looked like, because why would you pay? Those tickets weren't cheap, $250,000. To get in a DIY sub. Here's, you want to know what's really funny about this? Instagram thought it would be a funny idea to advertise a underwater sub exhibition from like a sandals resort to me <laughs> because i'm also one of those people that is like addicted to you know travel instagram right um and so like it sends me excursions and stuff all the time and because this sub thing is trending <laughs> it was like here's an underwater <laughs> excursion that isn't as janky as the oceanic right by like, the way they this, have a job posting this submersible that they showed me on instagram had windows that you can look out of and it had That's like a problem to begin with touchscreen no it's not uh, the windows? <laughs> yeah, because they're not going as deep as the fucking Titanic. Okay, bro. that's this, fair. <laughs> come on, son. This, the fucking Titan. The Titan the really titan. looked the titan. like the Titan. A... The name of it was the Titan. Going to the Titan. No, fuck that. Bro, did you see what the sub looked like? At this point, I'm sure all of our listeners have seen what the sub looked like. And if I could show you- It looks like something I could build in Tears on of the Instagram. Thank you. All right, because if I could show you the one that I saw on Instagram, you would be like, oh no, this looks like a fun little excursion, right? That sub looked like something that you get into if you're in like a fucking like marine biology program. Yeah, right. Like, know, like, or like an MIT, to look like at the coral reef. It looked like something an MIT student was building. Yeah, right. Like, and it so much so to the fact that it was run with the Mad Cats controller. No, like a Logitech controller. <laughs> which, by the way, the creator of the Logitech controller had to come out and make a public statement on TikTok. Which isn't fair to them, right? And it's not fair because- Oh no, it was fantastic content. He was like, yeah, we're like the 
mid-range game controller when you can't afford a like a, a no. real PlayStation you... controller. We're not made to pilot submarines. So please don't do that. You know what's really bad? Even fucking Rick Ross came out and was like, why was the sub not tethered? Right? Like, if Rick Ross has more foresight, no disrespect to Rick Ross, dog, but like, if Rick Ross has more foresight than the people who are. Deep submerging before. Who are oh I could totally I feel like up until this point, Rick Ross is totally the kind of person who would have like gone already in and has. Sub, I feel right? like he already has. Not but, Titanic deep, no. but like marine biology deep. No, nobody's doing sub rides anymore, dog. That I anymore. I will get in a fucking Hindenburg blimp before I go in a fucking sub at this point, my guy. Like I think, yeah, no, this was so this was such a catastrophe. It's going to reinvigorate the blimp scene and uh we will all be traveling by airbus i also haven't seen james cameron's face more now (laughs) than i have since his titanic press doc i think it's funny that there are like actual marine biologists and engineers to consult when this all like is going on and everybody's like what does james cameron think (laughs) and south park predicted it (laughs) He's James Cameron. <laughs> Son, that's so fucking dumb. No, try dumb. too deep. No, bunch of too steep. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. It's so fucking dumb. Well, the, no, like, we the thing is, it's have... like poetic because, like, he's also the director. Like, he knows his shit. No, it's poetic because, because we he have actual Titanic scientists. And they Titan, and then they go to the Titanic and fucking die. It's poetic because the only, one where the only reason for, James way, Cameron is, made Titanic. Like, the 19 year old, that's an actual real tragedy. It's poetic because the only reason James Cameron made Titanic was so he could actually go look at the Titanic. That's why it's poetic. Which? With real scientists and engineers by the way. (laughs) To me, I thought somebody mentioned this, is a boss move. Yes, no, That is 100% a boss boss move. He made Titanic to fund the documentary for him going into the Mariana Trench. You know that, right? Like the that, whole that's a boss move. Yeah, yeah. It was also like he while he was there, he was like, you know what? After this, I think I'm gonna go do that Mariana trench. Like and the thing is, I'm he's not like even one sh- of five people who's been to yeah, the bottom. Like of I'm not even shitting on James Cameron. No. The South Park bit is hilarious. No, consulting. I will give you that consulting James Cameron in this instance is more beneficial to the discussion than consulting Jawa. No, like, James Cameron really is, like, a leading submersible, like, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I mean, yes, the nigga made it to the bottom of the Mariana Trench, but that's, like, a, like, the reverse white guy version of go climbing Mount Everest, right? Like, James Cameron was like, no, everybody does that. All you gotta do is get a Sherpa for that. That's not even that hard. I wanna go to the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) What's the deepest point? Nobody's doing that. Right? Like, that's what I give him points for, right? Because instead of scaling mountains like every other boring white guy on the planet, he was like, but, I, mean, I want to go to the made, deepest like, part. trips to the Titanic, so I mean, I mean, before the Titanic was like all algae and wood rot, right? Like, hey, because it was that's, unsinkable. that's what it is now. It's, it's, it's trash. It is literally ruins. There's probably more 
to the Roman Colosseums than there is to the Titanic. At this so, point. Ocean Gate was also emailed by basically every single organization in the submersible community. And uh, they were all like, this is a really bad idea. And the U.S. Navy, on that Sunday, heard what sounded like a sub-implosion and was like, Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was probably. I like. I like imagining that they were in the office and everybody was because like, they were "Yo, in, the sub did you hear in that?" International waters. Yo, they were like, "Yo, did you hear that?" Yeah, I heard that. That was weird. Did, do you think that was like? I don't. And one random guy was like, "That sounded like a sub imploding, didn't it?" And everybody, nah, that was probably one of the like wow signal things. It was a whale. It was probably just a whale. Here's what I'm thinking, and they're just like, "Did you just hear that?" Yeah, it sounded like a sub imploding. Yup. Where was it? Outside of our borders. Do you want to go investigate? Nope. Nah. Neither do I. <laughs> We're good. We're good. I like how the U.S. Navy was like, oh, yeah, we knew about that. <laughs> After three days of people being like, where the fuck is this sub? The U.S. Navy was like, oh, that? The whole time, <laughs> that every sub. single, like, deep sea exploration expert was, you know, they said, like, on Sunday, like, the moment they heard about it, they were like, oh, they're getting dead. Like, yeah. they're just dead. Yeah. Yeah. And... The media just kept dragging it out for like four days and there was like almost like an unspoken agreement or like a backdoor agreement between all of them they're just like we all agree that they're just fucking fish food right and they're all like yup mm-hmm yup that's something they've actually been talking about in interviews because this is still a continuing story because i already have a netflix documentary idea of like why this happened and literally all of it is just like tempting fate <sighs> i mean do you think it's really tempting fate to like at this point when submarine technology has been a consistent thing for a really long time if and you it's, do it in an inconsistent way probably i mean so you're saying it was an inevitable thing with this company. I'm thinking if everybody's zigging, there's only so much zagging you can do. Uh -huh, that was clever. Um, I honestly feel like uh, rich people going rich people. And this is yeah, just no, like a I said, result. The only person I feel bad for is the 19 year old kid. Uh, yeah, who was dragged along, right? Yeah. Um, no. I don't feel bad for the stepson at the Blink-182 concert. That is now beefing with fucking Cardi B over the Oh, he internet. deleted his Twitter. Did he delete Yeah, he just outright Twitter. deleted that thing. Yeah, well, I bet at this point, right, because he probably does feel like an asshole after finding out that his father was, like, reverse ballooned. Um, it's terrible uh especially when you consider the fact that these rich people paid you know two hundred and fifty thousand dollars thousand dollars a ticket uh meanwhile there are like boats of migrants that are like you know sailing across the mediterranean and whatnot that are uh tragically being sunken and getting lost uh and those people did not ask but are forced to leave their 
homes and comfort. I sent you a picture of a bunch of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And everybody was... Uh, you laughed her ass off. I posted it in uh, UAL. Everybody was laughing their asses off. And somebody was like, I see a connection here. And I'm like, nope, none. I hit random card on their database five times. What are the chances that it would perfectly line up with something going on in the world? I'll bet you $250,000 and my life that this series of Yu-Gi-Oh cards is not sending some kind of pervasive satirical commentary. Sometimes I'm too smart for my own good. Shut the f- You know who else thinks they're too smart for their own good? Motherfucking Donald Trump. Because guess what else happened while we were away on our two-week break? That's right. Everybody's favorite celebrity president became another... Ulysses S. Grant? <laughs> George... Everybody's favorite president committed another one of his first. That's right, Donald Trump, the guy, the greatest president at, you know, breaking grounds, has also broke another ground. That's right, he's been indicted. The first president to be indicted on federal on charges. Fed charges, Fed time. Your boy Donnie T so out here facing like Fed has numbers. Gotten, at this point, they understand what generally is going i can't believe he was just keeping them to you just say chase, that to just clout chase you say that right but don is facing multiple charges across all kinds of different boards uh -huh. because he's still got that georgia election tampering shit that he's facing right like this is just the document thing which is now like divulged into or not divulged, but like escalated into so, like an espionage was charge. The suit he had to pay money. Was that the one he was already arraigned for? The civil suit uh, for the Stormy Daniels thing? No, for the other woman. See, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about the rape case. Yeah. Yeah. See, listen. <laughs> this should tell you enough. And this dude wants to run for president again. And there are people out here who are like, he should totally run for president again. We can't even keep track of all of the major open yeah, cases against he him. He has. He has, but y'all want that. What does that say about America? And that's the Meanwhile, guy. we should impeach Joe Biden because his son is a crackhead. Hey, hey, Hunter be out here wilding, right? Like, I feel like Hunter and Don could probably party really good together. 80's Don. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 80's Don. Hey, Hunter, you're crazy. That if, guy's if, crazy. If 80's Don met Hunter Biden... He would never have this witch hunt against Hunter Biden. Oh, no. They would go to China together and they would build all kinds of hotels and screw all kinds of hookers while Don watches them pee on the bed. Because I believe... Hey, do you want to play Mario Kart? Do you believe or not at this point that the pee tape exists? Like, people don't talk about it anymore, but every now and again, I still wonder if there's a, there's a tape of Donald watching hookers pee on a bed. He used to think that it was kind of wrong. Really? Really? We're going to R. Kelly this? <laughs> that's, that's awful. 
It's Maybe just awful. admitting it in a song. It really makes me conflicted when I watch Space Jam because I regularly watch Space Jam. You know what else is, uh, or you know who else is conflicted? The NCAA. Uh, because they are showing signs of supporting potentially removing cannabis from the list of banned substances that their players are allowed to use for medical aspects you mean like majority of the country (laughs) yes yes exactly exactly like people are finally i mean the ncaa has been consistently behind the ball for decades i was gonna say even though it looks like there is a huge forefront brewing of normalization like cannabis normalization right we have to remember athletes can now get sponsorships for their likeness uh we have to remember that you know and not everybody is happy or satisfied with cannabis being legalized right like there are still lots of people who are you know of the old mindset and are pushing back against cannabis being so quickly and easily accepted but on june 16th committee on competitive safeguards and medical aspects of sports uh released a statement regarding its support of removing cannabis from the list of banned substances uh the ncaa which is governed by the three divisions said in a press release uh after they met in indianapolis last week of the referral to further consider cannabis and the cannabis policy and whether drug testing should be limited to performance enhancement drugs only right and not include substances that are now becoming normalized like marijuana um and cannabis jj reddick's podcast the old man and the three is sponsored by a cbd company and he's probably right now the second leading voice on the nba when it comes to espn because Stephen A, you know, he's the, the top for everything because he's become the face. And J.J. Redick is often his opponent on first take. And Twitter is often just like, you know what, J.J.? He's kind of right. Definitely circle jerks the Phillies or the 76ers, though. So in order for cannabis to be removed from the NCAA's standards, uh, all three divisions would have to introduce and adopt legislation that would, you know, promote such an idea. The committee is also trying to adopt a trace level threshold for the metabolic modular GW1516, also known as the cardinine and in or endoverball uh to be less than 0.1 nanograms per millimeter i guess so meaning that the testing threshold should be like lowered for that yeah um so overall though the health advisory group that met for the first time in December so is working on updating new mental health practices and they think that supporting lessening the standards on like marijuana might help with that. Well, if we're talking about marijuana in sports, let's give a congratulations to the Denver Nuggets 
your NBA champions. Which, also, I will take my L for saying that I did not believe in Denver because Damn. why would Denver win a fucking NBA championship? Damn, look at you, look at you. I will hold my L, I will hold my L. However, I will say, two days after they won the championship and I went out to the court, the tall, lanky white dude, people looked at him different. The, uh, <laughs> it's listen. Uh, is is it Bird era season two? Well, um, no, like Jokic. Yeah, Jokic is a monster. Yeah, but yeah, I was out at the court and I was shooting, and they were looking at the uh, tall white guy a little bit different after they won the championship. <laughs> y'all, y'all always looking for a hope. I mean, Jokic ain't no fucking joke, right? Look, but the like, white, the best <laughs> white, white, guys Amer- like, I white love American basketball player in the in the NBA right now might be Austin Reeves. So, <sighs> listen, listen. Uh... Like you know, in the NBA, representation matters. Why do you think we love Larry Bird so much? I mean, listen, Jokic wasn't, you know, definitely wasn't no joke out there on the court. But, I mean, you got to give it to Jamal Murray, right? Oh, um, yeah. And, like, uh, it's, it's a, to say Batman and Robin right. would be injustice, it'd be more like Batman and Nightwing. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see, I see what you did there. But, I mean, I feel AKA like... A.K.A. Robin with angst. I feel like anybody who was really watching the series could see this this Nuggets win coming. From... Yeah, no, this this Nuggets team was really good, and the more I watched them, the more I was like, all right, Jokic is really good, and the fact that he did win the championship actually like proves the two MVPs he won back to back the two years prior. And we're and we're talking about the Colorado team, right? And listen, you yeah. know, Colorado would look... high team taking it to the top. <laughs> also, home court advantage in Colorado is no joke with the um altitude. Like Yeah, no, yeah, I, no I, that's, I that's I, a real thing. I totally feel that. But like, also, as far like, if you're going to talk about home court, home field advantage in any spot in the country, like no. Color like Denver, like is legit a home field advantage because there's no city that really goes to the altitude of Denver. But But yeah, the Nuggets with their home field advantage in Denver actually did manage to take the championship down. But if we're going to talk about pivots and something that was kind of unexpected. Pivoting uh, from our champions this year, we are pivoting into... Michael Jordan is selling the Hornets, and that's the best news Hornets fans have heard since they were getting a team again. Damn. Damn. We're that happy that Michael Jordan is selling the Hornets? Yeah, Michael Jordan's a terrible owner and GM. Oh, wow. Like, he's atrocious. Wow. He's really bad. Wow, I didn't know that. It's, it's no, that bad. Yeah, he's like, we'll look at a draft pick and be like, what are you talking about? I'm not going to listen to you. I'm Michael fucking Jordan. So, and he he does not have the team building skills that, I mean, we I guess we kind of saw that when he was the coach of the Wizards, right? And the player coach, I think he was. Yeah, <laughs> 
his coaching style was fuck, fuck man, you, I'm Michael Jordan. I, I'm gonna play <laughs> instead. Is what I'm gonna do. <laughs> so yeah, the Hornets fans are psyched about that. I'm so surprised he didn't come out as like an owner coach or an owner player. It was like, bro, you know what? I'm sick of all this LeBron talk. Actually, what I'm gonna do. <laughs> What I'm gonna do is bring the fucking Hornets a championship, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be so good. I'm gonna make it so that LeBron gets into the championships because of how good I am, so that we can play against each other for one last time and shut Stephen A. Smith the fuck up. Well, if Michael was going to try to play, let's talk about someone who can't play with John Morant, who is now suspended for 25 games, which is um, more than a quarter of the season. Do we feel like the suspension is really justified, though? What it was, has it this was nigga... the number that I expected. What has he done other than wave the gun? The nigga hasn't shot at anybody. Think, all right, so like... here's my personal stance on it the nba's image if this happened in 2003 it would be a much smaller suspension because the image of the nba was more associated with like that culture at the time you know bling era hip-hop right so you're saying that because the course that the nba has grown over the yes last couple of decades they're trying to make their image more family friendly Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Ja, ja Morant's got a signature shoe that was, like, selling out and shit. So, yeah. I... The kids still, look at Ja, and they're like, there are two, a superhero. There are two specific instances where I feel like, you know, Ja Morant was actually in the wrong, right? And they are, you know, the two times that he brandished the firearm in the middle of his arguments with you know the underage youth <laughs> yeah and th then there was that one that other one that just in the recently, club? yeah uh, I which don't... by the way was in colorado i believe right um road game against the nuggets so other than that though i don't really feel like all of this is necessary i feel like it's really overhyped me too. Um, I will say that the suspension, the reason it's as long as it is, 25 games was the number I expected it to be. It, it was. It's just like a nice, you know, this is definitely a damage to your paycheck, damage yeah. to your team amount yeah. without like completely fucking <laughs> destroying you and basically blacklisting you from the association. It's a pretty significant slap but, on the wrist. No, it's more than a slap on the wrist. What he got the first time was a slap on the wrist. Because remember, he went to Adam Silver, had a meeting with him, and was like, I'm sorry, I'm very contrite, I went to go. Do you count, that as a, you count that as a slap on the wrist? Because I really feel like... No, that, that was a slap was, on the wrist. Yeah, okay. Having to apologize to Adam Silver is a slap on the no, wrist. No, the eight-game suspension he got. Oh, that was, oh, he got eight, yeah, okay. Before right, he right, got right, eight right. games. This is the yeah. second quote-unquote offense yeah. under the same umbrella type of behavior. 
So a quarter season, you feel like, is much more significant. Oh, yeah. That might just fuck the Grizzlies, which makes me feel bad because Marcus Smart is now a Grizzly. And I'm always going to root for you, Marcus. I love you, Marcus, but I'm actually in the outlier Celtics fans, and I think that you scared me more than you you made me cheer. The NBA is honestly always wild because the Celtics now have Chris Stapp Porzingis. They traded away Marcus Smott and still got Kristaps Porzingis and somehow two first-round picks out of it, which, if you think about it from a GM's perspective, was like, holy shit, like, insane value. Right. Uh, like, snap call. A deal Jordan would have never made. Uh, the Phoenix Suns are basically saying, fuck the new collective bargaining agreement punishing for going over the luxury tax. We're just going to blow it out of the water. And they got Bradley Beal from the Wizards. For uh, Chris Paul, he was then traded to the Warriors. So oh. now Chris Paul will be running right. with Steph Curry. On the Warriors. Okay. That'll be it. So there's a pretty decent shakeup happening right now that's going to make for a very interesting next season once the beginning of the season And then starts. there is a proverbial meteor coming to the dinosaurs with Victor Wembenyama entering the league as a San Antonio Spur. Now, Ooh. Okay. Yeah, this guy, people are saying that he, he's the best NBA prospect since LeBron James. Right, okay, now, and that'll put him alongside this, who? People are saying if LeBron and Victor were in the same draft, Victor would go number one. Really? So that's what I'm, so the, the move to, uh, you said, where is he going again? He's going to San Antonio. San, okay, the Spurs, right. Like, so one of the, move, the best organizations right. you can go to in the NBA. The move to the Spurs puts him alongside who? Uh, right now, they have like $30 million in cap space. So oh. pretty much whoever they really can coax into, the hey, do you want to play with Victor Wembenyama? Right. The last two times the Spurs had number one picks, they picked Tim Duncan, worked out pretty well, and David Robinson worked out pretty well Mm, mm, mm. so (sighs) i've been saying the whole time i wanted victor to go to san antonio and i'm i'm super excited to see what happens with greg popovich's basically last hurrah he'll be here for a few more years like not gonna lie I think the only way Popovich retires is if he dies or he goes actually senile. You think that's the only way Popovich is going to, like, step down? Realistically, yes. Because, I mean, like, he lost his wife a few years ago. and Oh, uh, so you think all he's got left no, is the no, game. Like, like, the thing is... is all like, I've got left is the court. That, that season, he had Tim Duncan come on as a quote-unquote assistant coach. But they've had such a close relationship. Like when he introduced Tim for the Hall of Fame ceremony, he was like, I would like to thank Tim Duncan for carrying me to five NBA championships. Cute. Cute. I I see the admiration that you were. Like, and Popovich is such a smart and thoughtful person who's very strong and opinionated. And he... He's someone everybody in the NBA respects or even admires. 
and I think somebody who has this hype and he seems this ready to go going to Popovich is perfect. You know who else is uh, somebody who a lot of people admire, but I will say uh, maybe misguidedly, is Elon Musk. And you know who else is somebody who is also ready to go even though he's not as nearly as admired as the previous person mark zuckerberg and when i say ready to go uh it seems that mark zuckerberg is ready to go following his uh jujitsu win when it comes to a cage fight <laughs> previously mentioned elon musk that's right you heard it right um at this point i'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you have heard the murmurs that Elon Musk has accepted an invitation to a cage fight with Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, please let this bring back celebrity deathmatch. Oh my uh, God. I feel like... How could this not this be a celebrity deathmatch? Like, MTV has to be able to carve out, like, two hours of their 23 hours of ridiculousness for celebrity deathmatch, right? I'm... The... The... Exchange between the famous techies, uh, according to a USA Today article, came on the heels of Musk tweeting, I'm sure the Earth can wait to be exclusively under Zuckerberg's thumb with no, no other option, right? After the announcement of Facebook threads, right? Which is intended to be Mark Zuckerberg's competition to Twitter, what is the continually dying structure that Elon Musk is now in charge of? Now, I just want to say on my uh, 2023 bingo card, I did not have a cage match <laughs> between Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg, but I will say I never knew I needed this. <laughs> you know, it immediately made me think of the uh, Tesla torso meme that came out just recently. Uh, the one where it's, it's like... The this is the only situation I feel myself rooting for Mark Zuckerberg. Dude, yeah. Just because no. Elon is so annoying. The Twitter poll ranked the overall decision Mark Zuckerberg 53.9 to 46.1 cause in what world Mark Zuckerberg literally just won a jujitsu championship Elon Musk looks like he's a tiny billionaire no, he of he's like I have a special move it's called the walrus <laughs> where I lay on top of my opponent and do nothing you know who else knows about that special move Grimes I was gonna say Amber Heard, but <laughs> no, no, it's his baby mama. Uh... <laughs> Amber Heard is Elon's one who got away. Yo, Mark Zuckerberg is absolutely going to wash Elon Musk in this. Shit. Dana White is literally foaming at the mouth. He's like, it would be the biggest fight in fight history yo as far as like I, people viewing i need it to happen because i never got chris brown versus soldier boy and i'm still <laughs> mad about it <laughs> all right hold on who would you want to see chris brown go against chris brown versus soldier boy all right that's I need one that who else would you want to see chris brown fight 
I would pay money to watch Chris Brown. Tory Lanez. I would and, fight watch Chris Brown fight Tory Lanez. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like that's a wash. I feel like Chris Brown is washing Tory Lanez, dog. I, I will be on record as much as I support Tory Lanez. Chris I, Brown versus Freddie Gibbs. No, no. It would have to be Chris Brown versus Drake. Uh, for the culture. <laughs> it would have to be Chris Brown versus Drake for the culture. And actually, I have I have Chris Brown standing. Bring his, back celebrity deathmatch. His 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 own. But I mean, I feel like Drake, even though he gets plastic surgery. No, but for real though, if Elon Musk wins this cage fight, if this cage fight actually happens and I really need it to happen because once again, I'm still mad that we didn't get Chris Brown versus Soulja Boy. Uh, and I feel like this is quite the consolation prize. What about Chris Brown versus Jake Paul? Ooh, actually, okay. You, you've piqued my interest. Only because I feel like there is a universe where Jake Paul wins that fight. I think so too. Um, and it's, it's. I feel like that would be a the biggest upset of the year. Um, how? What? Do, what do you think the odds on Chris Brown and or Jake Paul would be? Like, like sixty forty. Honestly, like I six to that's six to ten. Like yeah, I feel like Jake Paul wins that. So fight like six gambling times. odds would be like. Plus 200 on Jake Paul. Yeah, I just... Making Jake Paul the underdog? Just by size. No, no. You Jake, said Chris Brown's the underdog? Yeah, dude, by size comparison? Absolutely. Like, what? I feel like I Chris Brown... I feel like Brown Chris Brown has crackhead strength. Is, I feel like Chris Brown is probably more... Actually, I can't even call him athletic at this point compared to Jake Paul because Jake Paul has like actively been trained, like fight training, right? It, but it Chris would be Brown like Ryu is, versus Dawson. Chris Brown is not not athletic, like because he does like do like dance training. Like I said, it would like be that. like Ryu versus Dawson. Yoga file. It would be an interesting fight to say the least. I would be surprised if Chris Brown wins that fight though. Like, by regulation, I would be surprised if Chris Brown wins it. But we, you would watch that fight. Yeah, just like I would watch Elon Musk fight Mark Zuckerberg. Oh, no, I'm 100% <laughs> in on that. It could and be a fucking blowout. I would totally be surprised if Elon Musk wins this fight. I would absolutely, because as much as we like to make fun of Mark Zuckerberg, Mark Zuckerberg has, is consciously taking in all of that and is like, I'm going to prove them wrong. God damn it. Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> may actually be the Terminator. Like, <laughs> he's like gearing up to punch Donald Trump in the face and he's like, do you like me now? <laughs> Make me Make president. Make metaverse one more time. Make me president. He really is like run, like gearing up to run for president. He's like, I you beat know, up Mark Elon Zuckerberg Musk. would be have a very successful campaign because it'd be very easy for him to run Facebook ads on Facebook. I Being beat the up the owner of Facebook. I beat up Elon Musk. What more do you want from me? <laughs> If I could not be the Terminator. If I could beat up Elon Musk, I could beat up Putin. You know who else thinks they could beat up Putin? You know you're fucked <clears throat> up when Trent Reznor made your movie soundtrack. 
Did he make the soundtrack yes, he for... Did. He made the soundtrack for Social Network. He won an Oscar for it. That's interesting. Um, <laughs> you know who's not winning an Oscar anytime soon? The the head of the Wagner Group. Um, as a matter of fact, that guy is on his way to Belarus as we speak, mo- more than likely. Last I heard, they were en route to Moscow, but then were ordered to turn around. But this is rapidly developing. Um, from what I understand, they have now reached a, like, a, not a peace agreement, but they've reached some kind of agreement that's that's going to have him, um, no, that's going to have the leader sent to Belarus and the soldiers who participated in the March for Justice, not a coup attempt, um, are all going to be pardoned according to Putin uh, because the uh, leader of Belarus intervened um, as a mediator and was able to get them to stop their march. But that's, I mean, that's according to this USA Today article that I read. So it seems at this moment that the March for Justice that looks a whole lot like a coup attempt is no longer happening. But it does have everybody questioning Putin's stability on his hold of the Russian government right um because these do look like cracks in the armor of what was a very formerly known as the Iron Curtain I mean well it hasn't been the Iron Curtain for For a while right but Putin had a pretty decent stranglehold on what is today's modern Russian politics rivaling only at the moment Xi Jinping over in China. I will say actually I have been watching the show Servant of the People which is the show Volodymyr Zelensky was the star of where he was elected president of Ukraine. Yeah I know it's weird but like they crack jokes and they're like would you rather be in Russia and like everybody's like oh fuck ass no (laughs) and like that was from like five plus years ago yeah um so it seems like at the moment Putin is still holding steadfast to you know progressing further with this Ukrainian liberation movement um, that he started what kind it's like it's a military operation yeah like and it's been going on for about 16 months 16 months now um, something that was supposed to only you know take like a couple of months according to the original plan but no from the Kremlin he's still holding uh, steadfast to the shit and is even still pushing the idea of progressing with the nuclear option even though, even though, even though he just Russia's faced the military is actually completely blown out of the water by Americans with the spy network revealing things that uh, Russia is just like, we have missile. It goes very fast. <laughs> and then America's like, oh no, you have a very fast missile. It's not like we don't have something that can pinpoint the location of where it's going to be. Oh wait, yes we do. Like, 
while everybody questions the military budget spending, we still use it for a reason. Yeah, no, I mean, there's... As Teddy Roosevelt said it, walk softly and carry a big stick. By the way, America does not walk softly. Definitely an analogy, as I had the light bulb moment about a month ago, and I'm Uh, like, walk softly and big dick energy. That's what he meant. Yeah, no, America does not walk softly. We are the modern equivalent of like a Ford F-250. Uh, blaring down the highway. Rolling down the highway. With the fucking modded exhaust pipes in the back so we can roll coal. And I never run my way. Even with Joe Biden as president. If you can name that band, I will give you a dollar. I feel like a dollar is not really enough of a prize for me to even continue attempting to, like, participate in this shenanigan. I'm not going to hold it against you if you don't know. No, I can't name the band. It is Steppenwolf. They are the band where the term heavy metal was first applied. Really? Is it because of that song? Uh, I don't think so. But that was the first band to have the term heavy metal associated with them. While we were gone, Apple potentially released what might be the first real, like, viable, wearable device, visual device, uh, with the Apple Vision Pro. Uh, the only problem is the price tag. But uh, we'll get into it with 12 things you might need to know about the next Does it come in mixed style? reality headset device. If it doesn't come device. in Ray-Ban style, I don't care. No, uh, have you seen it? It looks like Surfer, or not Surfer, but like uh, oh, Snowboarder yeah. I Goggles. I am walking around with that on my face. <laughs> I don't... It straight up looks like Snowboarding Goggles. It does look like Snowboarding Goggles. Uh, so, which is why the first thing you need to know is they cost $3,500. My eyes so, are too pretty to hide. You won't be wearing them anytime soon. <laughs> Unless we get sponsored to wear them shits. Because they're $3,000. Shout out to every shaving company out there. <laughs> they're practically $4,000. $5,000, I'm sure, if you get them fully kitted out. Or if you um, order them from Ticketmaster. So, but they're packed with all kinds of tech, even though they look gawky, right? Like, they've got downward cameras, they've got, no, gawky, uh, like, like, big, like, stare at me, like, uh, they've got IR illuminators, they've got side cameras, right? They get, they've got the shit that projects, like, your eyeballs, on the front lens of the camera. God, that's like... so much! <laughs> no, they're snowboard goggles! Make them look like Ray-Bans and I'll be interested. It's pretty insane. You can control them with your eyes and like hand movements and stuff. They've also got voice commands that come along with them. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it does display your eyes on the front of the lens nope. to people That's around That's creepy. You. That is weird. Um, you can FaceTime with it, which I'm sure you know everybody was wondering what that looks like when the Projection onto a little thing. On your face. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're our only hope. 
it's got all kinds of new features that I'm sure will be buggy as fuck. And the only people who will really get to experience it at first are the people who can spend up to fucking $4,000 on this shit. (laughs) But I'm waiting to see if this will be different from like Google Glass because the Vision Pros promised that... At least Google Glass could have looked like Ray-Bans. You can watch, like, you know, this will be, like, Apple TV integrated, right? Uh, porn? You know. It, oh, you already look, know. Porn is on the leading you cutting edge of know. every visual sense of technology, visual and tactile. Porn, I am sure Brazzers is already working on Apple Vision Pro integration and <laughs> you know Pornhub yeah. is going to be integrated with this shit the second it comes out. Yep. It's got modular adjustment devices and everything that come along with it to make it a comfortable yet, you know, gaudy as you stated. Um experience. It looks like snowboarding goggles. They What else do you expect like AR goggles to look like though? Like Ray-Bans. Where, we're not to that point with the tech yet. Like every, do you remember what like the first iPod? Okay, do you call remember? me when they look like Ray Bans. Okay, do you remember what the first iPod looked like? Yeah. Do you remember how chunky that bitch was? Yeah. Yeah, but you wanted one of those, right? So no. You, no. Oh, you didn't. No, you were like, I'll walk around with a Walkman. The first iPod <laughs> I got. Okay. Was All almost right. certainly stolen. I traded two Mobius the Frost Monarchs, super rares, not even ultimate rares, for an iPod Nano in the Arundel Mills food court. So, I was like 13. Have what what cards would you trade for an Apple Vision Pro? As if somebody was actually willing to trade you for Magic the Gathering cards. That weren't Assuming I had the deck I have already sold. Uh, I wouldn't. Because I'd have to trade too many to get to the sticker value. (laughs) Yeah, because it's fucking $4,000. Yeah, like, that would be majority of the money cards in my... That might be all of the money cards in my magic. <laughs> like if I'm yeah, this bitch is expensive, dog. Yeah, like, like survival would take like four hundred. Yeah, no, that's, you gotta be that's, a real. That might be my entire magic deck. You gotta be a real tech enthusiast to jump on the wave as it is right now. It reminds me of. You know, when Tesla first debuted with the, uh, like, you know, the Tesla Roadster and the Tesla, uh, what was it, the Model S at the price point that they were at. And, you know, Elon's whole point was, like, it's expensive now, so it can be cheap in the future, right? And we are looking at, you that's know, cutting-edge future That's not a, that's not a terrible thing to say, because, I mean, like, Bluetooth used to be expensive as fuck. Yeah. Blu-ray used to be a thing people bought. I mean, shit like 4K TVs and stuff used Look to be expensive. Look at your mountain of DVDs and CDs. Yeah, I mean CDs weren't ever that expensive though. No, but, but the fact but that there we was have a point, so many. But there was a point where a double disc edition would cost you upwards of thirty dollars. Look, right? like, let's be honest. If you threw plexiglass in front of these and a little plaque that said. 
a display of culture from the 2000s and prior. I don't think that that's actually... Nothing would change because you would never grab a fucking DVD off of this goddamn shelf. And if you're telling me otherwise, you're a goddamn liar. I mean, we do, though. Like, that's why I have them. But <laughs> that doesn't... How often? The exception proves the rule. What does that have to do with the Apple Vision Pro, though? Like, do you feel like this tech is necessary? Do you feel like the price point is something that people are, like, is really No and no until they look like Ray-Bans. That's, that's literally my response. It's like, I, until they look not ridiculous. So then you're not with, like, the PlayStation View or any of the, like, VR tech that we have right well, now. Well, no. I mean, like, if you're doing, like, PlayStation and you're actively, like, sitting there playing a PlayStation... This is a PlayStation View, but for the Reality? Internet, for the internet. I am not walking down a street wearing this thing. I don't think anybody's going to be walking down the street wearing their Apple Vision Pros at the moment. I think what the people who can afford this will, though, be sitting out back on their deck with these shits. They will be sitting at home with these. They will be making FaceTime calls with these kinds okay, of things. Okay, great. The people that would have gone on the death sub would buy these. I mean, Meanwhile, yeah, at the, moment, the people in the more middle class would get the Oculus where they can flip their fucking phone onto it. And join the metaverse with Mark Zuckerberg to watch the Elon Musk fight. <laughs> right. Yo, um, would you watch that fight on the metaverse? Uh, no, I would want to watch it on my Apple Vision Pros because these look way more comfortable than a fucking Oculus does. Uh, but to my standards. Right, like I, I get the the fact that they look like snowboarding goggles because they totally look like snowboarding goggles. Um, but I think the tech they, that they're I offering, I will say, they look more comfortable than the Oculus. The tech, and I think that the tech that they're offering is pretty crazy. Like I've been waiting more for like the, um, not the VR, but the AR experience. Right, like uh, Microsoft was working on. Um, a like almost like for first connect where it was a ar projected integrated into your xbox like your xbox ui and i thought that was cool right because it could have potentially paved the way for more interactive gameplay like you know where obviously it's gonna you know be something simple like beat saver but imagine beat saver but you didn't need the you know, PlayStation View goggles to do it, right? Like the cube shot out at you and you had a projected like saber to like play with. Like that would, that's what I'm waiting for, right? Like, like I don't, a VR projection? Yeah, that's, I mean, the, yeah, So AR here's something shit. that like I watching, like watching esports is a huge thing, right? People even go to yeah. watch an esport event in person. And I'm like, yeah, that that's yeah. still wild to so, me. It took me a while to get with like let's plays and watching people play games and stuff on YouTube, right? And now I understand it, right? It's the it's not that far off 
from watching people do sports. So here's the thing I thought of when it comes to a game, specifically with League of Legends, right? Right. Which is basically like, it, it's capture the flag. It's essentially capture the flag, right? Uh-huh. What would make me want to go to an event is if they can hologram project the map. Like, imagine Camden Yards. You're at Camden Yards or MT Bank Stadium. Yeah. And they project Summoner's Rift onto the field live with all of the players, how they're moving. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they yeah. have on the Jumbotron the directed camera. So that way, if like if you're at a football game in person, one of the things that you get to watch in person that you don't really get to see on TV is secondary play like the cornerbacks on receivers how the safeties really move because the camera is focused on the quarterback because they have the ball right yeah so it would be a lot like that where if you want to watch the matchup top lane between fiora and yorick you can focus on that instead of just seeing what the directed camera is doing yeah no i get what you're saying you know, seeing these champions on the the field, like, actually fighting. That's where I want to see, like, VR, AR type of get to get to. Where they can, like, project an eSport onto an actual field. I think it would even be cooler in the inverse, right? Where they are using AR technology to do what they do on TV, but live right like as they are running back like the play-by-plays and like how they circle players and stuff in like you know the um reviews of the uh highlights and stuff like that right or like with the the nba like how like they do in like madden and like yeah. in 2k and stuff if you could do that but like during the actual game right like when somebody gets the ball they have like a circle that lights up around them that's like green like so you can like track that shit in real time because you know that's part football of football has gotten better with that um like with their like line of scrimmage yeah. uh their all of that shit football has gotten a lot better with how they use the digital uh technology on yeah. the field every sport has because you know advertising dollars yeah like but, all like, of the like screens and like blocks they change when you're watching the TV because yeah. they're literally just green screen projecting a different ad on there every time. No, I, I hear you. But, like, imagine being at the game, though, and, like, having that advantage that you get when you're watching it at home. Yeah. yeah I, that shit would be, you know, it would make the game much more engaging. I feel like I you're train you're tackling the perspective from the viewer at home where I'm taking the perspective of the viewer at the event. I'm talking about at the event, right? Yeah. Well yeah, I guess making it more like you're watching it at home but at the event. Right? Yeah. Because like, I'm talking about straight up just like taking the game and taking it out of the directed camera and being able to look at the whole map. Because it's not like you're watching people play Diablo. No, I get, what, yeah, I get what you're saying, though. Like, if you were watching a Diablo tournament and instead of watching the people play, there was a projected dungeon for you to watch them crawl, yeah, no, that would be pretty sick, too. But you know what will help that? 
fucking Apple Vision Pros, my nigga. Because <laughs> then you could watch your. You like going to see a 3D movie? Yeah. Here's your Apple Vision yeah, Pro. Please return to watch the tournament. No, it's just at your seat, like in your booth. You get to like watch the shit. Yeah, you get to pay for the VIB, the VIP booth, right? That comes with the Apple Vision Pros. Or all and of then, the Apple Vision Pros will be like on tethered cables. Yeah, so you can't take them in the booth, right? Yeah. So instead of watching the game from the stadiums like the normies right you get (laughs) you get to see a projected dungeon and watch them actually crawl through your app that's that would be fucking insane that would be next level type shit Um, well if we're gonna talk about some stuff that's next level let's talk about some things that are re-leveled after this break break you take a sound, any sound, record it, and then change its nature by a multiplicity of operations. You record it at different speeds, you play it backwards, you add it to itself over and over again. You adjust filters, echoes, acoustic qualities, you combine segments of magnetic tape. By these means and many others, you can create sounds which no one has ever heard before. So, we're talking about remixes and remakes. Let's talk about some new games coming out. And by new games, I mean some very, very, very desired remakes. Starting with Super Mario RPG. Oh, I thought you were going to say Super Mario Wonder, right? Is that what it... Yeah, the new uh, Super Mario yeah, no, Brothers. Super Mario RPG literally exploded Twitter for a day and a half. I feel like that Super Mario Brother Wonders is... It looked, it looked pretty good. It looks like a Super too. Mario... Um, it looks like a new Super Mario so world. Both of the new Super Mario iterations to come out of this Nintendo uh, Expo, right, have really proven to be something of like a new like artwork right like the artwork for both the platformer and the rpg are um the platformer feels like a return to super mario world yeah but which is welcome yeah i was gonna say but the like animation and like the art style though feel like what they've been doing with the uh, last couple Super Mario Brothers games, um, and that RPG is Super Mario RPG. All right, a so, remake of that cult classic yeah, that you were no, saying. No, it's it's a cult classic that has been people have been crying to have remade for decades. It is as far as an RP a turn based RPG is concerned. Yeah. One of the best ever constructed, as which far is as crazy for it, a Super Mario game, keeping right? Keeping it simple, yeah, but still entertaining and engaging. Com- it's yeah. simple, simple to learn, difficult to master. It's a pool. You can get in the shallow end, and you can, you know, have fun swimming in the shallow end, or you can get into the deep end. Yeah, and. One of the things that makes Mario RPG stand out to me is like, you know, every other RPG like Final Fantasy, you can deal like thousands of damage. Mario RPG, like a big hit is like 32 damage. 
<laughs> so it's not like huge numbers like you would get in no, Final like Fantasy. No, a boss, a boss's HP will be three hundred instead yeah. of thirty thousand for no reason. Like <laughs> have absolutely some like weird absurd number that you just get stressed out about. Um, no, it both both of these new games look absolutely amazing. Um, I am totally excited. I will be copying the Super Mario Wonder. You'll have to let me know how the RPG goes. I will definitely be playing Super Mario RPG. However, there is another RPG remake that I am very excited for. The Star Ocean 2, 2 remake. Yeah, explain I'm, Star Ocean 2 because so, I'm not familiar with it. So Star one. Ocean is it's a, it was a very niche PlayStation 1 game. Mm. Uh, along the same have you ever heard of the game Legend of Dragoon yes yeah yes. it's like the same category of like beloved cult RPG of Legend of Dragoon okay and it's like uh, this guy who's in like a space uh, fleet crashes on basically a uh, pre-industrial planet who's inhabited by like also like humans and things like that so it's mixing the sci-fi with the fantasy. Okay, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you have two different paths you can play, and there's a lot of customization. And hopefully with this remake, they explain the customization. Because the last time I played Star Ocean 2, I don't know why I needed to level up my ability to whistle. <sighs> But the option was there, right? But the option was the there. The option was there, just in case. And just in case. it's very cool how they're approaching it. They're keeping the 2D sprite style of the original, and they're they're enhancing the uh, background, much like Octopath Traveler. Star Ocean was actually an RPG by the company Enix. Formerly known as Square no. Enix. No. To be future known, known as, as Square Enix. Enix. Oh, Enix and Squaresoft okay. merged, merged into, into Square, Square Enix. Enix. You're right. You're right. I had it backwards. I had it. So backwards. this is also exciting because you have the minds of Square and S specifically Square. Yeah. Incorporated and, and, and into into Star Ocean, which okay. I am very excited about. But if we're going to talk about things that Square has announced. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They More are releasing More Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Pardee. Which is the sequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake. And the spoiler... Is it a sequel or it is a part two? It's part two. Yeah. yeah. Sequel, part two, like... So they are uh, they're doing the Final Fantasy VII remake in three parts. Each part is by itself a full game. Like I got at least fifty hours of play time from the original Seven remake. That's that's a full that's a full game. So me. what are we most anticipating here? What are we most excited about with part two? Um, I know a lot of things. I'm excited to explore the open world. Okay. Of uh, Gaia, I believe that is right. the name of the planet that they are on. In part two. Uh, yes. So, like, right. actually being able to explore the countryside, Ooh. much like Final Fantasy Fifteen. So, what else are we anticipating here? What else are we excited about? Uh, so, I, one of the where does the story for like, where does the story pick up in part two? So it picks up right as they leave Midgard, 
and okay. in the original Final Fantasy VII, you went to this town called Calm, which is where Cloud would tell the story of the flashback of when, when he and Tifa went to the Mako reactor. Right. Yeah. But because it's the remake, spoiler alert, everybody. It's a is different it really a spoiler line, alert? The, kind oh, of, yeah. Oh, because right, in this right. timeline, Zack is alive. Right. For starters, which is fucking wild. Yeah, because then how does the story of Cloud even really like... Two, in the preview, Tifa is like, I don't remember you being there, Cloud. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Was it Zack instead? Well, in the first time, it was Zack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because right. Zach's memories and everything were implanted into him and, because of the yeah. soldier, uh, yes. the the soldier process. Cloud was actually a scrub. Like, yeah. Cloud was actually a scrub. Who is running around doing committing stolen valor with with Zach's name? Well, no, no, no. Yeah, he was yeah. brainwashed. <laughs> That's okay. a whole thing in seven. Okay. When you, remember yeah. when you dive into the live stream? Yeah. You have to like piece Cloud's actual. Memory so he's back not together. he's not committing stolen valor. It's more like a Winter Soldier thing where it's he's... like a Winter Soldier thing. <laughs> kind of like a Winter Soldier thing, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we pick but, up. So is that where we are picking up in part two? So we're picking up right as they leave Midgar. So it's going to go to like the Chocobo Ranch to calm. And then from my guess of knowing the narrative of Final Fantasy VII, where it's going to cut off uh, for the last part, I am projecting that it is going to be after the Temple of the Ancients, when the party gets to the Northern Crater and Cloud gives Sephiroth the Black Materia. At that point, Sephiroth, like, actually opens the northern crater and all of the weapons uh, are unleashed on the world. That is where I would project the second part to end. And that's where you think the third part will begin. Huh. Or, okay. or the other thing they could do, because I think this actually occurs after him getting Sephiroth the Black Materia, would be Whatever the story leads to at the time and event in the original game when Aerith was murdered. Right, right. Because that does happen around this part. The end of disc one. Yeah, yeah. The end of disc one. And the the end of part D would be the The game on the PlayStation 1 was realistically half the story on disc one, half the story on disc two. They couldn't fit everything so they on disc two, so they put it on disc three, which as far as story is literally just the northern crater. Yeah. Which is the the final level. Right. Well damn. Uh and when does part D drop? I believe it drops early twenty twenty four. Okay. Well damn. Looks like we got a lot of gameplay to look forward to. We do have another show to be looking forward to and slash nervous for that comes out in August and that is the live action One Piece. Oh, the, yes, the trailer for that dropped and might I say that despite what 
the internet is saying it gave me mad cowboy bebop i as as our listeners know i just finished like a six month long one piece binge i've never watched it before well, I've seen episodes. Yeah. But but you've never consistently So I started from episode it. one to episode three thousand and seven. Yeah, you know, I to whatever the current episode was, and I've I've let it sit since. So the last episode I watched, uh, Sanji just became a full Power Ranger. That means nothing to you. No. But um, I watched this trailer. The trailer looks good. I feel like the casting is great. Um, I'm happy to see that just because it was an anime, they didn't exclusively cast Asian actors. I That was a problem with the Full Metal Alchemist movie. Because racism is actually a huge storyline factor to Full Metal Alchemist as well as One Piece. Um, I feel like the casting makes sense in One Piece. I, I felt like the casting made sense in the Full Metal Alchemist movie. Um, it made sense in the Cowboy Bebop show to me. And it made sense in the Cowboy Bebop show. And if... I feel like the One Piece trailer has that same over-the-top feel that the Cowboy Bebop trailer had. I... I'm you, waiting you to and see I are on Al- if the we enjoy yeah, Cowboy Bebop. I I still enjoy it. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm Cowboy waiting. Bebop live action to me is like the popcorn version of Cowboy Bebop. It's, I don't even feel Cowboy like Bebop it's that. It's an anime masterpiece. I don't even feel like it's after watching it a couple of times. I don't really feel like it's that far of an adaptation from the original Cowboy Bebop. I feel like, yes, is it a little bit more campy because it's live action? Sure. Cowboy Bebop is a lot more speed racer than people like to admit. Yeah, the... I feel like, once again, this is people looking at things with their 30-year-old eyeballs, and if you were a 14-year-old watching the Cowboy Bebop live-action show for the first time, after watching a couple of episodes of the cartoon, I don't think that you would feel like the adaptation was that far off. No. Um, I feel like, and I feel like this One Piece show will probably be great for kids who have seen the One Piece cartoon and are now, you know, continuing on to the live action show. Uh, as far as I guess my concern, I'm less concerned about it than I'm going to assume most One Piece fans are, is pacing. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you know me. Our listeners will know that I am a huge proponent of pacing. I feel like the pacing in a lot of things now is rushed and just forced, and it all makes pacing makes things feel much more intolerable than they need to. So, the logical point for season one to end would be up to Arlong Park, which is after you have the core group of the crew 
Luffy, yeah. Zoro, the ragtag gang Usopp, comes together. Sanji. This is their first yeah. mission. Yeah, arc. like Arlong Park is the first time it gets like real. Yeah. So the first season would make sense to be like, okay, you recruit, you meet Luffy, you recruit Zoro, right. you recruit Nami, you right. recruit Usopp, you recruit right. Sanji, uh-huh. and then you're bang, introduced bang, to bang. Arlong Park, bang. Cliffhanger Season 2. Bang, right? Like, but, yeah, tune in. Like, that whole thing to Arlong Park in the anime is like 40-something episodes. Right. And this obviously anime, we're not going to get 40. Yeah, I was going to say, obviously we're not going to get 40 episodes. But I will also say, to be honest, to make the live action, they are going to have to trim it. <laughs> so that's going to piss off One Piece. It's going to piss off. See, this is the thing, though, right? Like, this is the culture that we exist in. Now that the internet is an active megaphone for fandoms to speak their disgruntled concerns we end up with two sides of a coin right where we have like the sonic movie where fans expressing their discontent actually benefited the movie right because that original sonic concept was a fucking nightmare oh my god it was awful it was was a nightmare that is a moment where like a fandom bullying it worked out. It worked <laughs> yes. out. But in instances like the Cowboy Bebop show, I feel like that had potential that the fan base was so gatekeepery and rabid that it absolutely didn't get to like live out to its shine because people it were just... It was canceled within like three weeks. Because pe- because the internet is relentless, dude. And it, it, they totally took an unfair take to it because yes, it is Cowboy Bebop. And it is, as you said, the original is a masterpiece, right? And a lot of people, I feel like, were still upset about um, you know, Ghost in the Shell. I'll actually and... correct myself. It's not Speed Racer. It is a lot more Lupin the Third yeah. than um, people like to admit. I feel like Lupin the Third is widely underrated. Oh, I agree, way. but it is definitely cringeworthy at moments. Um, I but I uh, not... I've, I've watched some Lupin. Lupin's Lupin's pretty great, but not as cringy as the live action Death Note remake. Like mm. you know, that was bad, and I feel like a a lot of. We... They owe, they owe Willem Dafoe and Lakeith Stanfield an apology. And Lakeith Stanfield right now could use an apology. <laughs> but I feel like they really tried to make Cowboy Bebop sound like it was the Dragon Ball movie. And <laughs> it was not nearly as cringy as the Dragon Ball movie. And it wasn't like in the same realm as Avatar. And that's the way y'all bitched about it. Yeah, well, sometimes the artist has to actually come to the front and nip some shit in the butt. And that's where I do give a championship ring. With three in the bottom of ninth inning to become the world champion yet again. Anything's possible. Anything's possible! I a really big team, and they need some really big they need some really nice things. Better be coming with no strings. Better. I am giving my championship ring to the offspring. To the offspring? To the offspring. That's right. The famous punk band from the 90s. 
and still going. They are, are they still going? Awesome. They're still going. I mean, like, I I haven't checked for any new Offspring music. Uh, when like, was the last time I, you checked I, for the I'd Offspring? I'd love to see them in concert. That'd be great. Would you? It'd be great if, you know, I wanted to see another band. So why are the Offspring trending? So I'm week? giving the Offspring my championship ring because they are recalling clean versions of the anniversary release of their album Rise and Fall, Rage and Grace. Oh, really? Why? Clean versions? You mean like radio edit versions? Yeah. Uh, well, dance, your dance, he never had a chance. That's from that album. Yeah. It really only... Yeah, so, The Offspring, in their public statement, any fan of The Offspring knows that we enjoy cussing on occasion because sometimes there's no substitute for a properly placed curse word. So you must understand... <sighs> how we were completely fucking horrified to find out that the 15th anniversary reissue vinyl release of Rise and Fall Raging Grace had the quote-unquote clean versions of You're Gonna Go Far Kid, Nothing Town, and Stuff is Messed Up on it. Damn, we the vinyl no prints. this shit happened. We didn't even know there was a clean version. Not the vinyl prints, though. That's fucked up. We in Round Hill are working to fix this bullshit ASAP. Oh, yeah, no, that's bullshit. We will let sure. you know how and when this will be remedied, but rest assured, goddammit, that it will be fucking fixed. <laughs> Thank you oh, all for your patience, and please accept our deepest fucking apologies. They think they're funny. They think they're big time funny. Um, I do think it's wild that the publishing company would go ahead and produce only clean edits. For a punk band! Of a punk band's album. And not provide an uncensored version, right? Um, you mean so, the actual version? Yeah, the actual version. The uncensored version. Um, it's so the artist's version. They are pulling a Lupe fiasco and <laughs> requesting that if you did happen to purchase a version of this vinyl that has the clean edits of their songs, that they are um, accepting all returns because that is not how they had intended for their songs to be experienced. And that is why I am giving them my championship ring because I'm not surprised to see one of the biggest punk bands staying fucking punk. I mean fucking love it. That's it's it's pretty wild and I do think it's funny that they came out and were like, hey, if you bought a version of this album, it's whack that you had to experience that that way, uh, and we will totally remedy it for you. Well, if we're also talking about remedies, I want to say that sometimes the internet asks some questions and they need some answers. But why don't they just come to... Docrates! And Zygmunt and Freud. Freud! I know everything. I know wisdom. I know bad religion. I know good karma. You yeah. ain't got the answer, Sway. Yeah. I've been doing this more than you. Check it, check it out now. So, the internet asked... What did what, they ask? What are you convinced that what? people say they hate but secretly don't believe? And I've come up with two answers myself. Okay. I gave okay. you this as a question earlier this week. Have you come we up did, with an answer we did, or two? We did pros this. Uh, uh, Marvel movies. 
that was one I thought of, but let yeah. me start off with mine. Okay. For starters, number one, <laughs> Stick. Steak? Stick. Who do you know is running around saying they hate vegans. steak? You think of You think you could tempt a vegan with a nice juicy cut of a porterhouse? If I told them, if, if for some reason did not cost the life of a cow, and I told them, guilt-free. You tell me that they're not going to bite into that steak and be like, this is fucking delicious. Well, I mean, they're eating that Beyond Meat stuff, and it's way more processed than any kind of meat that you could pick up from the grocery store. And it's even proven at this point to be carcinogenic. So if they're eating that Beyond carcinogenic meat, I mean, maybe like a steak for a cheat day? I don't know. How would you prepare a steak? How do I prepare a yeah, steak? Yeah, your ideal steak. You have your magical Christmas land cabinet. What do you want me to binging with Babish this shit? I mean, because that's what I'm gonna do. Like if Go I Iron Chef, how would if you prepare I really a steak? Had to iron give me your chef cut, it? give me your seasoning, all of that shit. I don't know. Like, I mean, I guess a good T-bone steak, right? Um, you definitely got to do like a fresh herb and garlic butter one that's really had time to like sit and marinate i might even sous vide it because i've never sous vide anything before and i feel like a i want my steak like medium rare so like a sous vide medium rare would probably be good um with that butter solvent see you asked me this question forgetting that i am an actual like no continue you know like i'm not i I guess i won't call myself a chef right but like i am a food connoisseur right so like we could really get into how i want my steak cooked with shallots and all of that but that's not like that's not necessary what that's not what you wanted what what were you thinking i was for my personal steak I'm thinking like the uh, French charbroil cook, where it's like really crispy on the outside, but like super red on the inside. Well, yeah, yeah, that's how steak is. We're giving it with like a rub of like rosemary, salt, pepper, and it's just like super crispy on the outside. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how good that steak would taste? Right. If a vegan had no guilt towards it and they bit that and they had a bite of that steak. Do you okay? So you really think that that steak is something that is, everybody enjoys, but nobody wants to admit that they enjoy? Yeah, even if they've sworn off of it and they're just like, meat is murder. They can't deny that steak is delicious. I don't know. I feel like what is more along the lines of that is reality TV, right? Everybody has a form of reality, and I'm not including game shows in this, right? But everybody has a form of reality TV that they enjoy. Like, we'll call it, like, junk TV. Whether it be Keeping Up with the Kardashians or My 600 Pound Life or 90 Day Fiance or Locked Up up Abroad, Naked and Afraid. Um, I won't count Survivor as a game show that's reality. Uh, I mean, game shows are a sense of reality TV. Uh, But game shows existed pre-reality TV. Like, America has always had, like, game shows are as American as apple pie. Yeah. 
I mean, game shows are canned programs. You can transplant them anywhere. Yeah. Like, but, there's Malaysian Ninja Warrior. Yeah, I mean, I get it. Like, no, Japanese game shows are pretty fucking ridiculous, right? But what I'm saying, as far as American pop culture, American iconography goes, game shows are as old as, like, variety shows, right? Like, back before, like, even talk shows were a thing. Welcome back to the Ann Sullivan Show. Yeah. We present... The Beatles. American Bandstand and shit. And it was like right after American Bandstand, they were doing, you know, fucking, uh, not Jeopardy, but uh, is Jeopardy that old? Jeopardy might be that Jeopardy old. Jeopardy might be that old. <laughs> Family Feud. Family Feud yeah. is that old. Yeah, they were doing Family Feud, right? Like it's American Bandstand and then Family Feud. I feel like reality TV is one. I feel like pop music is another. Like, that's just an easy, like, cheap shot, though. I got another one. Yeah, go ahead so I can think a little bit more. Puzzles. I don't know, dude. Uh, do you mean, like, sit down, like, cardboard puzzles? No, I mean, like... People are like, I don't like fucking puzzles. And yeah. yet they'll be sitting there playing Candy Crush. Right, okay, yeah. Alright, if you mean like actual like solve them type yes. challenges, yeah, yeah, no, I I agree with you there too. Puzzles is not submarines. Ah, yeah, no. I think uh over Ooh, does that submarine float? The answer is no. No, it's not. I think over the last couple of years, we've seen that people like superheroes more than they're willing to admit. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And the reason I'm saying is because we've become super hypercritical of superhero media yeah. at this point. And remember, like, there was a point, like, Zoomers, there was a point in American culture where liking, like, Superman and Spider-Man and stuff was considered kind of cringe. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, I make the fact that, like, I'm a blatant, like, card-playing nerd all the time on here. Obvious, but when right? I was in middle but, school, yeah. I kept that shit secret like it was Yeah, you would dying. get dragged for, like, having too many comic books. Like, it was okay to know who Batman and Superman and Spider-Man was, but once you started to get into, like... One of the scariest Iron Man and Captain America, like... Yeah. One of the scariest moments of my childhood was when I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh! at the Arundel Mills Mall and somebody from middle school saw me. Uh, video games is another one because like remember there was a point where like being video games were kind of a niche thing mm, I'm a few years younger than you so yeah me, no you don't remember that but there were the, like, like there was a bonding was done over PS1 and N64 yeah well I need you to know that even when PS1 came out I feel like there was still a period of uh, I don't play video games right like nintendo was i guess nintendo was like was really the only the ubiquitous <laughs> god i cannot believe you made me watch that shit it was um, so good <laughs> i yeah um i those are the only ones that i can think of offhand if you guys can think of any more go and don't I mean, feel free to tweet at us many people respond with was porn and which i just well, shrugged i wasn't like, yeah, yeah i guess I, yeah i wasn't gonna go there right because obviously but right i i say steak and puzzles steak and puzzles uh i'm gonna say reality tv and pineapple on pizza <laughs> Because as much as you motherfuckers like oh, joke I love around, on pizza. yeah, I feel like a lot more of you guys are eating pineapple on pizza than care to admit to. I'm a fucking zealot. 
Also, here's and the he's thing. not pizza afraid is to like tell the it. Perfect food because you can literally put any. It is shit. It is shit on bread. That's what pizza is. It's not really shit on bread. Like but put I mean, anything on bread other than shit. Like an um, open face fucking sandwich can be considered a pizza. Is a hot dog a sandwich? Is are you trying to say a pizza is an open face sandwich? Is a hot dog a sandwich? <sighs> is a hot dog a sub? I think is the question you're asking. Is a sub a sandwich? Yes, a sub is a sandwich. So, so the hot, hot dog, dog a sandwich. sandwich. I guess if a sub is a sandwich and Transitive a hot dog. Transitive property, my friend. The then the question that needs to be answered is: Do you think a hot dog counts as a sub? Yes. You're only answering yes to help your argument, which is more proof that none of psych. No, that's actually fairly normal. But <laughs> <laughs> here is where we end the episode and remind you guys that. No, I got one more. Oh, you got one more one thing. More. We'll, we'll one more. One we quick. got one more thing. This is a bonus fact for y'all. Not a bonus fact, but a bonus segment for y'all. Drop that. Moving on, it's time for soft move for boss move. finish it out with a soft move or a boss move hit it so i was scrolling through the interwebs and i saw somebody post uh, probably a UAL, and it was uh, a tinder profile 